In today's solo, we are going to discuss the infinite quantity and possibility and opportunity that is created by the number zero. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Options are paralyzing. Doug Mitchell. DZ Tribe Josh Thomas, super happy to have you here, and I really want to share an important topic for me. It's going to be a little philosophical today, a little existential, if you will, but those of you who know me, that's about how I roll. Uh, Today we're talking about zero And we're talking about how zero is greater than nothing. This is a very, very important topic to me because I can't really understand things I can't see. I don't know about you, but if if it's an idea, uh, I can talk about an idea. I can debate an idea. uh, I can give opinions about an idea, but I can't see an idea. I can't measure it. I can't feel it. I can't understand it, really. I can just get kind of an idea. And so zero is greater than nothing because zero is not an idea. Zero exists. Zero is. But it wasn't always. Uh, In fact, I want to dig in a little bit to the history of zero, where it came from. And what kinds of uh, debates that it caused in the past? What kinds of issues it created in the past? The uh, ancient Egyptians did not really use a zero as it's currently known. What they had is they had a couple of little slash marks in their hieroglyphics as a sort of placeholder, if you will, uh, for, the, for the number that we now know as zero, where, where something was what they would call empty, Uh, They would put a couple of little slash marks. The other thing that's worth uh, understanding about uh, the ancient Egyptians and how they understood numbers is they didn't use zero at all um, because, uh, for instance, the number 2 and the number 20 or the number 200 and the number 2,000 would actually look the same in their hieroglyphics. And the only way that you could really tell the difference uh, is by reading the context of the rest of them because they didn't have the zero. And so you had to just kind of figure out when I saw this little symbol that means two, well, that's actually 200 because there's three of those little, there's like four of those little Egyptian guys doing the, you know, walk like the Egyptian thing. And then there's like a dead fish and then an eagle. And then that means it's 2000. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, And so... The Egyptians, as smart as they were, they didn't really have zero figured out. But naturally, and as you may expect, the pre-Columbian Americas uh, was the forefront and the leader of understanding mathematics in early civilization. And the first representation of the number zero that anybody can find that's actually a zero 
uh, is from the Olmec civilization that uh, ended around the 4th century B.C., and those guys had it on what they call their long count calendar. Most of us are familiar with the, the Maya long count calendar where the world was supposed to end in 2012 and all that stuff. Well, uh, different civilizations had their calendars. The Olmecs kind of predated the Maya. And so the first known use of the number zero was around 36 BC in pre-Columbian America, somewhere near uh, Chiapas in southern Mexico. Now, in classic antiquity in Greece, uh, the first person to really make this famous was Ptolemy, uh, who was a mathematician and astronomer at the time. And he was using zeros to describe the path of the moon and the sun in the way that they could understand it. Now, the interesting thing about that is he really popularized the concept of the number zero and sparked some, some debates uh, with all of the philosophers, and the question that they were really asking themselves is, well, what does this even mean? How can not being be? Hmm. <laughs> now we're starting to get into the difference between zero and nothing. How can not being be? Because for the longest time, zero was used to represent something or, or the or the, the placeholder for zero, or the thing that somebody put in place of zero was meant for, as nothing, as empty, nil, not, all of those different kinds of things, zilch. Uh, the word actually, the word that we use is zero actually came from <clears throat> Fibonacci uh, in uh, around 1200 A.D., uh, came from Fibonacci, and he created uh, a concept what he called Zephyrum, which changed in Italian to the word Zephyro, which they eventually shortened to zero and was adopted by several languages, and the first use in English was somewhere around the 1500s. And so, but at the time, they were like, well, they were still debating what does it actually mean uh, when you put a zero there. And I want to submit, even though I'm about a thousand years late for the argument, I want to submit my, uh, my evidence that zero and nothing actually are not the same thing. Zero is actually greater than nothing. Zero is better than nothing. Zero is more valuable than nothing. Because zero can be measured. Zero represents a result. Zero is a force of magnitude. Zero is exponential. Zero is infinite. Nothing is nothing. I want you to think about this. If you're on a sports team and you're sitting on the bus and the game is canceled, what was the score? The score was nothing. Because there was no game. The game was nothing. Now, let's take the same scenario. You're on a sports team. You go to the game, and you lay a turd. And the other team thrashes you. And the score is 50 to 0. That 0 is greater than nothing. Because you played the game, and you got a result. And that result was measured. 
Let's talk about your income. Let's talk about opportunity. Let's talk about how do we create something from nothing. You want to be an entrepreneur. You go out and you read a bunch of books. You listen to a bunch of podcasts, maybe even this one. And you think, man, i got a good idea. I'd love to try that someday. Man, I'm going to really think about this. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions about this. I'm going to read some more books about this. I'm going to come up with some ideas, make some plans, and do all these things about this. But you never actually go and start the business. What do you have? Nothing. You have nothing. Emptiness. Now let's turn it around. Man, I got a great idea. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to talk to some people. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ask somebody, hey, would you like to buy my shit? And they say no. What do you have now? You have zero dollars. You have zero. But with that zero, you just got assessed. You just got measured. You just got data and feedback that you didn't have when you had nothing. Zero is a result. Nothing is a concept, an idea. But zero is definitive. If you get zero, you did something. If you get nothing, you did nothing. I want you to really think about that. And this applies to anybody who's out there trying to start something, who's trying to be an entrepreneur or a real estate investor or anything that you're wanting to do. You want to go to college and you want to get a degree. Let's say you go to college. I signed up and you know I, I went to all these classes and I failed every single one of them. How many degrees do I have? Zero. But what if you never went to college? Well, you don't have zero degrees. You have nothing. You didn't try. Zero represents effort. Nothing represents no effort. I'll say that again. Zero represents effort. Nothing represents no effort. Don't be afraid of zero. Don't be afraid of scoring zero. Don't be afraid of earning zero. Don't be afraid of receiving zero. Because all of those things means that you are being measured, you are being assessed, and you're getting a result. A measurable, definitive result. Zero is definitive. Now, how can you apply that to your life right now? You can talk about your professional career, which we just discussed. What about relationships? What about your children? What are you getting from your children and your significant other? I have a daughter. She's 15 years old. And I have done my best my entire life. And I'm not perfect. I haven't figured it all out. And I probably make a ton of mistakes. And we don't have the most amazing relationship in the world. But she knows I'm there. And sometimes when I reach out to her and I send her a text message or something like that, the effort that I get back is <laughs> kind of zero. You know, she's she's kind of doing her own thing. She's in her own world. She's a teenager. 
and you know i i get zero effort back like okay yeah dad whatever but that's better than nothing it's really better than nothing because what i got from my dad was nothing and there's a big difference because my dad didn't call me my dad didn't say hey son how you doing My dad didn't show up to the things that were important to me. My dad didn't call me. He just didn't, he just didn't care. He, he was, he was nothing to me. And so even though I might get zero effort from my daughter right now, and when I send out a text message and, you know, she doesn't reach out to me all the time, I'm still doing the work. She still knows that I'm there. And even though we can measure the progress that we're making with a, with zeros sometimes, at least we can measure it. At least it's not nothing. Zero is greater than nothing. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Engage me in a conversation. Show me in your life where zero is greater than nothing. And if you've got a topic you want me to discuss on a future solo, you can find me on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram at joshthomas80. Until next time, go get something done. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at the do zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into the do zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.